0: Hey guys, it's Jason. Just before we jump into this episode, I want to let you know that I am aware of some audio issues in this specific episode. We did have four live mics going and a lot of vibrations from the table got picked up. So people like tapping on the table or bumping into the table or even just brushing their hand on the table um, that did seem to travel up into the microphones and cause a lot of unwanted background noise. We do have shock mounts on our microphones, but unfortunately they aren't quite doing enough to alleviate this. So I just wanted to let you know that I did go on Amazon and buy some additional hardware that will help reduce the unpleasant noises that you may hear in this episode and maybe in some of the past episodes. So look forward next week to some hopefully improved audio quality. And I just want to let you know again that we are aware of the issues and we apologize for them. And hopefully next week things will be sounding a lot better. So thank you very much and on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast episode 100. The big 100. We have a round table of Brent, Neil, Hello. myself, Jason, and Joey from Maine.
1: Lots
2: of, <laughs> lots of people. Is it's a,
0: been three weeks since we've done one of these. It's been three weeks and it's
2: been a long time since, since we've had four people in one podcast. Yep. Since June of last time. That's year. crazy. Almost a year. I guess well, not almost a year, but eight months or whatever it is. Yeah,
0: and it's been a long day. We filmed five videos today.
2: Five videos and four oh, wow. of them were close to an hour each. I would say. And
0: how like how much time did we put into those? Probably
2: to prep for them, I probably put in ten hours. But or what, so. like even just today, like just, four oh, or five just hours, away. just. Oh yeah, I mean we were we get up and we left at nine thirty and we didn't start filming till two something two, yeah think. and it was 6 30 so. when we finished so <laughs> yeah like we it's been a
0: know. long day and now we're yeah. ready to do a podcast
2: yeah so this is releasing on sunday but we're filming this at 9 30 on a saturday night so.
3: yeah because the goats got to get up early sunday morning and hit her home goats got to drive through a i don't know, say a snowstorm, but got to drive through some snow to get back to pei so i appreciate your indulgence in accelerating the podcast no so problem.
0: <laughs> any big stories that happen saturday night obviously not going to be included because it's saturday right now so we'll just touch on them next week.
2: Yeah, there's lots of games going on. There's a couple of finished. I believe three have finished already. Uh, there's probably six or seven underway right now. So let's we probably won't talk about them at all. Probably not. And talk about some just some news stories from the past couple of weeks and the past couple of days, and even as of today, earlier, of some injuries and stuff. So Yeah. All
0: right, guys, we've been hitting at it for a while. It's finally here, episode 100, audio-only listeners. It's time to do a giveaway. So this giveaway is going to be for a jersey. All you have to do to enter this giveaway is send me an email at the podcast email address, which is podcast at post to post podcast at post to post All I need from you is your name, your location, and just include in the text of the email that you're simply entering the giveaway for the jersey for episode 100. We're going to accept submissions into the giveaway until March 15th, so two weeks from the release date of this podcast. After that, no more names will be taken, and we will do a random draw, and one random person who has sent us an email within these two weeks will win the jersey. So once again, the email is podcast at post podcast at post and good luck to everyone who enters. All right, so let's let's get right into it. Let's talk about the emergency backup goalie situation, because we've already talked about it. We made a video about it. We yeah. didn't re- we didn't really talk about. it. We just read a couple of tweets and gave our, our opinions up after the game. I mean, we made that video five minutes after it happened. Yeah, and we got a lot of weird comments, a lot of strange comments. Yeah, so maybe we'll get into that in a sec. But um, if you would if you would look at the news in the last three weeks since we've had a podcast, that is easily the biggest news that's happened. So whether we want to talk about it or not, that is the biggest news. So we should we should. It's over on them.
4: every news station, whether it's sports or not, around the world. I've seen it
0: everywhere. That's right.
3: It's so, unbelievable. It's so since, big.
0: Since we've already heard kind of our opinions on it, Niels and I, let's let's ask Brent. Like, what what's what's your opinion on the in, just in general on the situation?
3: In general, I think it's odd that it happened the way it did. To, to have one person in each rink that's free to be used by either team in the highly unlikely event that both goalies will go down. Um I just think it's really odd that it's this is the way they do it, that the NHL, being a multi-billion dollar organization, has this oddball clause that even a former pro can't do this. A former pro is not allowed to be one of these emergency goalies, because in order to be legal to play, they'd have to sign a professional tryout contract or some crazy thing. So it has to be an amateur, it has to be someone who's not on either team, necessarily, but but still has some ability to not be a complete idiot when they get in the goal. And I just love the way the story played out. I think it probably should never have happened the way it happened, but it did happen. And I absolutely love everything about what happened after that. Uh, The outcome of the game, how he did, how they treated him in the dressing room, the media storm that, that he was riding for the many days afterwards and just the wonderful way it has lit up his life, and also focus attention on things like kidney transplants and 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 chronic disease. So there's there's a bigger purpose here, maybe, and that's what maybe that's why it really happened this way. There was you know some divine need to have this conversation, but it can't continue this way. And I'm I'm guessing we might talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I want to ask you right off the top: Why why is his situation to you different than? Um, the Chicago situation. Foster,
3: yeah, Scott Foster. So Scott Foster made some really good saves when he went in. He did, but the game was, I think, out of reach already. Much. Like four, four, It was four goal differential at that mm-hmm. point. He came in in the third, mm-hmm. uh, so he he didn't have an opportunity to really affect the game a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there was just not not enough time. I still think that's a great story too. I think it's a wonderful story. Uh, but in, in the case of this one, he came in in the second period. He came in when the game was still very much in question. Uh, He let in a couple of goals, and and the game was now only a one-goal game until it got back out of reach again. And Carolina just put on a defensive clinic to shut shut down the Leafs in the third. It was amazing to -hmm. see them do what they did. And so I think that's what makes it different. And, of course, he won. Mm -hmm. He won, and he's the winning goalie. He got the first star. The goalie stick is now sitting in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, all because of 28 minutes of of glory. And I just, it's a, it's a bit different than Scott Foster.
0: Do you think it's, do you think the narrative that he was a Zamboni driver drove the, like the U S media shows to have him on like today show and like Fox news and stuff like that? Like, cause if it was, if he was just a regular guy who did whatever, do you think that appeal would have still been there? Or was it like, literally, this is the guy who cleans the ice and now he's
3: yeah. And he doesn't even clean the ice at, at the, uh, Scotiabank Center, Air Canada yeah. Center, whatever it is now. Uh, he, he cleans it at another arena in town and, and he does other work for the Leafs. He's, he is a backup, I think, for practices and he, he is, played yeah. with the Marlies a little bit. So it's not as cut and dried as Zamboni driver, but no. the American media in particular and somewhat our media is driven by the best headline. Mm-hmm. That is the best headline. Yeah, and
0: I don't yep. think he's driven a Zamboni for two or three years now, right? Yeah. He, in, he's actually like in charge of maintenance or something. In some
2: of the some of the comments and media and stuff we're saying, we're trying to even discredit him a little bit more saying he's an AHL a Zamboni driver. Like that's any less valuable than an NHL. <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't matter what league is a Zamboni driver for, but yeah. it's just funny that they were trying to
3: um peg him right straight to the AHL. And, and this is something totally out of left field. The word Zamboni makes it a better headline if the company that made ice cleaning machines was yeah. the clark company yeah or the foster company uh, it wouldn't be nearly as funny mm-hmm. but just the word zamboni is almost yeah. half funny just when you start it right yeah.
0: <laughs> so because the machine isn't called a zamboni that's just the brand that makes yeah. it right yeah. it's an ice resurfacer yep mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, but you, sorry Grace.
2: no no nothing else you brought up the point that carolina played such a great defensive game I and mean, that was some of the criticism that we received in the comments that we talked a lot about Toronto and really didn't mention Carolina that much. We did, but I think it was quite obvious. It didn't really need to be discussed. No, that how wasn't well. The, Carolina played. That
0: wasn't the focus of our video exactly. either. It was the the focus was on the backup goalie that came in. Yeah, and um, it was funny because that was that's like I don't I'm not going to turn this into a Leafs bashing thing, but no, no, that was definitely one of the worst Leafs loss losses the Leafs have ever had, and it just it came literally right before the trade trade deadline where the GM is going to speak to the media. So yeah. He, he, he you knew he was going to have to address that yeah and i don't know he like he he like Kyle Duvas said like this was a no-win situation as soon as it happened because either our team is going to lose to him which they did or he's going to let in so many goals yeah that they're going to say hey you won because number 1 he's not a real goalie and number 2 he works for your team
2: exactly it's 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 like one of these he, rules he's of a, a paid employee in- in the 1920 yeah. or something like that. And just so, made it all the way
0: until something actually happened where they had to discuss changing it. So Brian Burke was on TV and he said he was embarrassed when he went in. He says, like, just kind of what Brent said off the top, this is a multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. And this is what you have as an emergency contingency plan. Like it's So he said the league was embarrassed by what happened. Like Sure, it's a good news story for him, but it makes the league oh, look bad. It makes the league look really bad.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned he was going on a bit of a media tour. Yeah. Now he was just at the Hockey Hall of Fame and he got his stick put in there. How do you guys feel about that?
3: I think that's a stretch. <sighs> I think that was a little too much. It, I, the video I saw <laughs> showed him putting it in a display case and it looked to me like it's a display case that isn't going to be in that configuration for much longer. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's almost a, a temporary thing in a uh-huh. temporary place. So I don't think it's going to have a permanent home in some revered corner of the Hockey <laughs> Hall of Fame. But even if it's there for a day, and it's probably will be longer than that. But this will cease to become the biggest news of mm-hmm. oh, of, of hockey in a couple of weeks' time, yeah. and maybe that display case will be rearranged with the next big thing. But yeah. uh, it, it, it it's a big deal. Of course, the Hockey Hall of Fame isn't owned by the NHL. They do their own thing. Yeah. Uh, and they obviously thought there was some attractiveness to getting a piece of this action right now while mm-hmm. it's hot, yeah. right? I'm
2: hoping it doesn't actually go in there and it's not a static display that you can go and see anytime. Uh, maybe I think I'm hoping they just it's about them not necessarily purchasing but acquiring it, putting it in their warehouse and, and deciding to use it later in the future or something like that and not something that they're going to put in every day where you can come see it because no offense to David but there are thousands of players in the NHL currently and previously who deserve some of their equipment I think more in the Hall of Hockey Hall of Fame more than David
0: yeah, I mean he he let in two goals on the first three shots, I believe, in that yeah. second period, and then Toronto just was non-existent. And Carolina was playing probably the best defensive yeah. hockey I've ever seen Carolina play. And also
2: they had like fifty shots that game, so they yeah.
0: So I mean he was wasn't really stuff. tested in the in the third. So I mean yeah, it's definitely not Hall of Fame worthy what he did. It's just story, it's a hot story. Like he's getting his own upper deck card. Like I, I don't like that either. <laughs> like the story
2: is Hall of Fame worthy. I don't know if there should be any equipment. in there. Like you, I don't know. I think they're kind of milking it now. Just a, l- a, little, a little bit. bit. Like, they're definitely milking it. A lot of
0: people get their fifty minutes. I think his fifty minutes have been a little bit longer than we thought. Uh, like yeah. it's it's.
2: But I'm very happy for him.
0: I'm, I'm sure I'm thrilled
3: for points. Uh, he, yeah. he
2: deserves it. His his family deserves it. Um, the kidney research, the stuff that's going to come from it, the money that's been donated and stuff. It's it's all really good.
4: But, Do you think this happens in any other sport? Like in football, say you got every team has two quarterbacks, correct? You have a starter and a backup. What if they both could get injured? Or a kicker. Who would, like who a... would go in in place of them?
3: The thing that's is... That's a really with, good question. It, it is a good question, but everyone on, the, on a football team, with the, with the d- distinction maybe of linemen, but almost everybody else looks more or less the same. Almost everybody else in the team could throw a football and at True. least in some ways kick a football. Yeah. Whereas a goalie is such a specific thing with equipment that needs yeah. to fit just right and all that. It's a lot harder, I think, to just throw anybody... In, but but in baseball like i've seen you know there have been baseball games where they go 13 or 14 innings and both teams go through their entire pitching roster and then you get the center fielder up on the mound yeah oh, and it's really? happened yeah wow. it, it's happened it's usually not good but it, it's yeah. happened where you, you just once you play a player in baseball once you can't put them back yeah. in later right yeah. so once you take someone out they're out and you run out of players so yeah. It does somewhat happen in other sports, but at least the fill-in is another member of the team, another member of the Players Association. How do you think the NHLPA feels about this guy being on their ice and he's not one of their people? Collecting all this glory. (laughs) I think there was
0: even a video we did where you said you wanted a player to go in as a goalie just because there was like a little bit of a rivalry going on that night. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah.
2: But if this rule changes what do they
0: do they had do they have a professional so what brian burke was saying was he what he would like is it's someone that has had some level of distinction of either like professional hockey or like amateur professional hockey so someone that's been at least in the ahl level or right. a high major junior who's maybe been out of it for 10 years so he's older now mm-hmm. but he did play at a semi-competitive level before that's and what he do they do.
4: add that to the exempt contracts for every team Mm -hmm. So you know how you're allowed 50 contracts officially on the rosters, Mm -hmm. but I think you're allowed, what, 5 or 10? So you're saying instead
0: of the home team being responsible, should the teams have to have someone come with them as a third backup
3: goalie, kind of? They do now in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Every team brings three. Uh, In the regular season, they don't, but I saw one proposal online where every team would be, required by the nhl to hire one additional staff member who could work in any capacity in the team but preferably as a video coach or a goalie coach or something and that person would travel with the team on the understanding that they would be that goalie mm-hmm. so every team would have one at home and away games so, so they would get to pick who their emergency
0: backup and essentially because right. right now or at least in that game Caroline had no choice like you look at Brindamore's face on the bench. He's just like, what are we getting into? <laughs> well,
2: I I think it should be kind of like baseball, like you said. You have a center fieldman come in and and be a picture, pitcher. Why not take the healthy scratch? Because most uh, every team's going to have a healthy scratch that, that on every and on any given night, someone's up in the press box. Yeah. Bring him down, put him on skates. He can obviously skate as a player. Throw pads on him. Throw some pads on him. I'm sure he's played net at some point in his life. Like It's not like he doesn't know how to stand up and get around and stuff. Like yeah. He's a player on the team. He's paid, He's already paid by the team. Get him out there. Let him try it.
0: What if he gets hurt playing a position he's not comfortable in? That's
2: his own risk. That's the team's risk. If they You want sign it. that
4: contract. That's what you sign up that's, for. Yeah.
2: Could be. If that was in the contract, but right now it wouldn't be. Spend a day in the offseason and train everyone on how to be a goalie if they need to be.
4: Just the basics. You
2: Just know, the okay. basics. Yeah. That way you don't have to worry about bringing anyone else. You don't have to worry about getting some random out of the crowd or someone. Zamboni driver, or whatever, yeah. you have a, a player that's already an employee of the team, already under contract. Boom. Hmm. And it's fair across the game because you're not going to, like, if you go to Carolina, you might have someone who played very successfully in the AHL, but then you might go to Arizona and you might get someone who's not as successful, at least if you're taking a player who's already on the team. I mean, everyone's generally going to have the same experience of not playing net. Yeah. So, but having experience of being on
0: the ice quite a bit.
2: Mm. So,
0: so would that turn into your fourth line players start getting practices with yeah. pads on? Yeah. Just in case, like, hey, you're a that you could be going in? I'm sure. Hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if they get paid more for it, but... <laughs> Like, this sounds like a whole new CBA or at least contract. <laughs> like, There's no way they're just taking this on. They, no, get, a, yeah, they no. get a union.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, sounds like a job for Gary Benton, right? <laughs> Pretty
0: much. <laughs> um, um, do you have any other comments you want to make about how Carolina performed since we didn't really touch on it? Like, uh, Brendamore, the coach, made a great speech after the game. I think we did touch on that in the video. Yeah, I mean, he said, he, thank you. He thanked He said, for you guys a, gave me a moment. You guys had your own moment. Remember this. You played... You worked your asses off for him. He pointed at David Ayers. He po- mm. You worked your asses for yourself.
2: He, he, he thanked them for yeah. making him a part of this awesome memory. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really have, I
0: think things will start to slow down a little mm-hmm. bit with David. And, like it's not the most recent news anymore, but I thought we should touch on it since. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: If something else happens or whatever, obviously we'll discuss it in a future podcast. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's it for, for David.
0: Um, do you want to jump into Joe Thornton now, or do you want to do that after? Or? You can do Joe. Thor- All right. I want to Thor- talk now. about Joe, Thor- Joe Thornton, <laughs> Gör,
3: Je- Thor- George Thornton, George, George Thornton, George Thornton.
0: Um, cause this, I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> so he was disappointed that he didn't get traded at traded line. Right. He wants a cup. He thought he yep. deserved the chance to, <clears throat> after 22 seasons in the league, he, you know, he's running out of time. He's yep. 40 years old, I believe. Um, so he he thinks that he deserves, or he didn't really word it that way, but he, he wants a chance to be traded to a contender. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple teams that came up, I guess, but none of them were considered elite contenders, so he didn't waive his no-move. <clears throat> so teams like Boston, Colorado, and yep. teams like that did not make a move for him or show interest. Um, And the question became, do players like that, like players who have been in the league for a long time, who have been, he's been with San Jose for quite a while now. Yeah. um. Do they deserve an opportunity to be traded somewhere where they have a high chance of winning the cup when they're getting near the back end of their career? And it's not just necessarily specific to him, although we can make this conversation about him, but it's in general. Like, should people who have put their time in with a lot of time in with a specific organization, if they're on their last couple of years, does the GM owe it to them to try to get them someplace where they might have more success, even if the return is not what they want? Or do they keep it strictly business, and if you're not really worth that much and players aren't going for you that much and there's not much being offered on a return, then there's no point in really trading you.
2: There seems to be a lot of people upset at Thornton. Not, maybe not upset at Thornton, but upset that he or players like him complain that they don't get traded
0: mm-hmm. because... Do you think it's wrong for him to think like that?
2: Uh, I think it's... I don't know why a team wouldn't trade Thornton regardless. He's, he's a... After this year, he's done his contract. He's only on a one-year contract, correct? So he's going to walk anyway. He may resign with San Jose if he still wants to play. But regardless, he's he's not going to be there. You're not going to make the playoffs. Take a seventh for him. Take a six. It's better than nothing. It's, it doesn't matter if he's there for the rest of the year helping you. You're not going to make the playoffs.
0: Take whatever you can get. So, so do you think? Do you think it's on him? I don't know how to word this. Like, would you say it's? it's on the GMs to get the best they can get and if it's not good enough to not do it or it's on him to when your contract runs out you can approach a team and say hey I'll take basically league minimum to fit me onto your roster and let's try to win this
2: I think it's probably a little give and take
0: on mm-hmm. both sides
2: but I don't know I mean if you what's what's he worth what's Joe Thornton worth a fourth a fifth a third Cole check out a third the We might see... If you could have Kovalchuk or Thornton on your team, who would you take? Probably Thornton in the playoff series. Yeah, He's physical, he'll fight, experienced, he's big. I don't know. I I, I I don't believe that their GM would did not receive some kind of return. Even if it was from a bubble team like Arizona or Minnesota or Chicago or these teams that are really trying to make the playoffs, why wouldn't they want to Joe Thornton? Take him on the fourth line and let him grind and do his thing. Like he's.
0: But should the, should their GM be willing to accept a little bit less? Totally. What, okay, they're going to lose him anyway. Why not take a fifth?
2: I don't understand why you why you wouldn't. I don't know. What I don't do know. you guys think? I
3: <clears throat> well, I I think prior to this season he was a UFA, right? He he could sign wherever he wanted. He t- he picked up a one year contract with San Jose. Uh He yeah. may have thought that San Jose was a contender, and that mm-hmm. was his pathway to get the cup. He may have thought that. Uh Whatever he thought, I guess in a way, people scout players, but players scout teams. And he was scouting around, I'm sure, to see what team would offer him some money that he could play with and maybe win a Stanley Cup. He chose San Jose, mm-hmm. and he started playing with San Jose. I don't think it's really cricket for him to now complain that San Jose, when they fell out of contention, didn't find him a parachute to somewhere else yep. he's the one who he's mm-hmm. a grown boy he signed with that team he could have signed maybe with other teams and he decided not to or maybe didn't get an offer from other teams and i don't think a player deserves that consideration you in the case of ray bork he earned it mm-hmm. and he got traded and he got his cup and that's the way it should have worked well, why did joe thornton not earn it i don't know i don't know that he hasn't earned it but i just don't think he automatically deserves it some, other people can decide if he earned it or not. I really don't follow him, so I don't know. I I don't disagree. Like the fact that
2: he signed with San Jose, I don't think was the wrong decision. They made it to the, to the conference finals last year. He's been with the team forever. If he went somewhere like New Jersey, maybe he thought there was going to be a good good chance in New Jersey, and then it, it blew up. And he wants out. And the Jam's and like, "Well, no. Like you you decided to come here. Like no, you can stay here." He's been with San Jose forever. He's never gone anywhere else. I don't I think him going to the GM and saying, "Hey, can you give me a chance?" would probably be the first time he's ever done it. So why would the GM say no? Why would you treat a 15-year veteran of the team or whatever how many many years it is now and say, "No, I'm not going to trade you." I don't know. I just think it's a bit of a slap in the face. I'm not saying he deserves it either. I'm just saying.
0: If you read online, it goes both ways. Mm. Like some people are saying, well, no, it's, it's a business. You're paid to do what you're whatever. And yep. if
1: totally if people
0: aren't coming after you, that means you're not performing based on your dollars. So why should the GM be responsible for? But then it's also like a good point Brent made was that he probably did pick San Jose thinking they had a decent chance. Absolutely. Like, like he could end this year. And say like he's a free agent again and mm-hmm. he picks Boston and Boston doesn't do well next year, even though right now it looks like they're a decent team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe he's like, maybe he finds it hard to pick a team, you know what I mean, that, that's going to go because you don't necessarily know with the parity. Yeah. And then he thinks that once trade deadline is getting closer and it's clear who the better teams are that he he thinks he deserves. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but that's the word I'm going to use because if he's disappointed, then obviously he believes he deserved to be
2: traded. Well, I, I, I honestly don't feel bad for him because a couple of years ago when him and Marlowe were trying to resign, I think it was three years ago or two years ago, they were both trying to resign with the team. And he was 37 or 38 at the time. And he, they signed him for $8 million because Marlowe was going to leave. And then they, so they th- signed Thornton for $8 million. And I thought, <laughs> what a gross overpayment! for joe thornton at 37 you're gonna pay him 8 million or whatever it was dollars like that's crazy why Mm. would if if you're 37 38 why wouldn't you take two and a half or three? give your team the opportunity to use that five somewhere else to bring in someone and win a cup i think he was selfish that year and took eight million
0: yeah and it's not like he hasn't had good contracts yeah so i don't feel bad for him that he's stuck and not and i believe marlo got paid when he went to toronto too oh he did the last year of that contract didn't look very good yeah
2: but anyways i understand both sides I'm just saying, I don't I don't care that a Thornton could be any player. I just think that why wouldn't a GM get whatever they could get if they know the player's going to leave?
0: Okay, hypothetically, if the player's not leaving, say he has two years left on his contract. And That's different, different. Okay, so say he's, if he has nothing, okay, say he does have two years. Say we are talking Joe Thornton. Okay. Do you think Joe Thornton, with two years left, or two more seasons after the current one, do you think he deserves to have the GM trade him to a contender, even though... The return is not going to be great.
2: No, if I'm the GM, I said no. Yeah, like, you, you're here for two years. You're here for another year after this. What mm-hmm. do you I'm not going to trade you. Like you decided to sign you for two years. So
0: you, your opinion is the team does not necessarily owe that player anything, even though they may have given him 15 years of great. Correct. Okay, I'm with you.
2: But the UFA, he's a, like you're going to lose him anyway, and he, even if you do trade him, he might come back.
3: Is there a chance though that they? If if he, if he had a no move list, by the sound of things, he did. He did have problem, a no yeah, move list. Yeah, the teams that maybe wanted to play for him or to, to make a play for him were on his no move list. But I think
0: he can waive that, though. He can. He can, can waive. He
3: can, but he didn't. Yeah.
0: He, he and there did, were he, teams. There was confirmed so three if it teams. So a
2: team like New York, who was probably at the time six points back.
0: <laughs> I, believe, say, no, I, 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 I believe. I believe it York. was teams in the hunt. Okay. So probably West Coast, maybe, or well, some there was
3: of, rumors of Vegas. Because if he had a no move, and had the opportunity to waive it to go to a contender and didn't waive it, any shred of sympathy I might have had for him is gone right yeah. now. <laughs> so.
0: It was said that there was no elite contenders. <clears throat> well, so no Pittsburgh, no Boston, no Tampa, right? Washington. Such are the top five. It was league. probably teams like over in the West, where everything's so close, are just looking for something to add, and with no real guarantee that he would have gone anywhere. I guess he just chose not to. Because yeah. I think he's still happy to be with the Sharks, which makes it kind of awkward to maybe the fans and maybe a little bit to the teammates, although the teammates probably understand a little bit. Uh, I mean, he's, he's getting paid $2 million,
2: which I think is a fine number. Yep. Um, not necessarily a hard contract to move, but if a team like Washington, who asked Montreal to take 50% of Kovalchuk's league minimum of 700000 <laughs> like these teams are so close to the cap. If he had have taken the league minimum this year, 700000 that GM might have been able to move him somewhere.
0: Do you know Kovalchuk is now on four different teams' salaries right now for holding money?
2: <laughs> L.A., Montreal, New Jersey, and now Washington. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> but unbelievable. Yeah. All right. What's next? What do you got? Uh, Bobby Ryan, the story of Bobby Ryan. Yes. Ryan's- it's yeah. definitely worth uh, talking about. He was admitted to the, or he admitted himself possibly to the uh, player assistance program for, I believe, alcohol abuse. He spent a couple yep. of months there. He came back recently, had a road game, did not make it on the score sheet to my knowledge. And then he played his first home game in Ottawa a couple of nights ago. And what'd he do? He scored a hat trick and the standing ovation that he got from the fans, his teammates, the other team, every single person in that building brought him to tears it was incredible Mm -hmm. one of the best moments of hockey i've seen in years yep right on it's amazing that he could go through all that and because we talked about when he publicly came out we said how hard it was like you gotta have some balls like you know you're
0: gonna be judged you know you're gonna be ridiculed you're gonna yeah like he
2: comes back and he does
0: that amazing that could be a movie yeah and this is a guy that's taken quite a bit of heat, too, like for performance issues. Like and his has, contract is a little iffy, yeah, too. Yeah, like,
2: and has had injury issues as well as throughout his career. Like so. Brian
0: Burke, particularly, particular, is a guy that's been pretty harsh on him. Like well, didn't yes. take him for the American team, yep. uh, kind of was bashing him. Yep. Um, I mean, you know, I, we even talked about when we did that, I, was it a podcast we were talking about? It was a while ago now. But we even said, like, his upbringing was pretty rough. And, yep. like, dude hasn't had a very... It hasn't been all roses. it's been pretty rough for him and at times in his life so yeah, it's good obviously a big moment huge moment and good
2: for the Ottawa organization as well when's the last time you saw the entire fan base in Ottawa get up out of their seat and clap or cheer for something <laughs> all 500 them. <up. laughs> oh, it wasn't a goal like, um, just a really good, uh, good story yeah. for Ottawa
3: too. and they weren't just clapping because he scored a hat trick they were clapping no, it was for, the, for the entire story yeah, exactly. yeah. the person his, his, his entry into the pit and then his walk back into redemption and and showing his redemption through performance uh, in a game uh it was all that it was a congratulations to him for just coming back mm-hmm. for just being there and they probably at, after the third goal they they knew they had the license they knew they had the the uh the ability at this point to get up and celebrate him right there uh because they're even allowed to throw things on the ice which is hardly ever right but you can yeah. when there's a hat trick
2: I mean it- they approved like when he made his announcement we appreciate you because uh, because you, you showed us yourself at your worst yep. and now we thank yeah. you for showing you at your best exactly so yeah. it was pretty cool
3: yeah it was very cool and it's not been a great year in Ottawa and they haven't had much to to get up out of their seats about mm-hmm. and get on their feet and uh, this it's, it's a great story I hope I hope it continues to be a great story some of these struggles never really end. They just go into remission for a while, but we saw with Cashin, for instance, a few weeks ago, where you can really come back from the pit, but then you're never that far. So let's hope Ryan's is lock, locking in solidly to a new life here, because yep. uh, he's still young enough to be a big contributor to any team that he plays on for a couple of years to come. So
0: yeah, and I like that. I like that fans know what's going on too, Absolutely. because I mean we're at home, we have the research staff and the announcers and you know where they're feeding us they're basically telling us what's going on but these guys are just sitting in their seats and they're understanding moments like the David Ayers moment when you get the first star like this is a guy that came in for the other team but all the Toronto fans stuck around and applauded him even even after their team didn't play in the third period (laughs) and then you got this where they understand the importance of Bobby Ryan and what he went through and awesome ovation and it wasn't just a standing ovation it was and it's not like it's not I don't know what the word is. They're not, it's not like the arena's telling them to do that. This is, this is, yeah. this is natural. Spontaneous. Right? Yeah. Okay. It's a spontaneous yeah. Yeah. event. Like, you, you couldn't plan for
2: this. It's just, it wasn't it's, like, it's it awesome. It to wasn't see. like it was a 10 or 15 second, you know, stand up clap. Yeah. We're talking minutes. Yeah. Like this one on minutes. And it was yeah. awesome. So I can't imagine good.
4: how overwhelming that must have been oh, on the bench. Yeah, exactly.
2: And that's obviously what brought him to tears and stuff. But good yeah. on the Ottawa fans yeah. for recognizing that, like Jason said. And, uh, and he will never forget that either. Never forget that. And yeah. that'll give him strength for the future as he battles. I'm sure he's still battling his uh, Mm -hmm. alcohol. And
0: Ottawa's got a lot of things to look forward to. I've seen a picture online that showed, like, here's what's been out recently, and it showed, like, Carlson and Stone and a couple other people. But then it shows pick, 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 pick. First round, first round, first round, second round, second round. Like, things are happening in Ottawa. In a couple years... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Like, no joke. Yeah. Like, and I don't like, like that. I'm a Canadian It's fan. taken them like a them. while, but it <laughs> looks like they're finally taking the time to do it right. Yep. And we haven't talked about Melnick in a while. Another great thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. You might have just jinxed it, though. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or something.
0: I mean, he's still dealing
2: with legal issues, but. Yeah. He's too busy with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I would like to discuss, if you don't mind moving on, yep. is the Brady Shea trade. I did not discuss it in my uh trade recap video because that trade was not finalized at the time that I filmed it. So I didn't even want to mention it, but I wanted to bring it up in the podcast because it deserved to be talked about. So the hurricanes acquired Brady Shea who is under contract for 5.25 million. And the Rangers got in return a 2020 conditional first round pick from Carolina. And the conditions are the New York Rangers will receive the later or lower of the, either the Carolina or Toronto 2020 first round picks because Carolina has um, Toronto's.
4: So, is this a fair trade? What do you guys think? Hmm. This is a baffling one for me. Because the whole Kreider thing, all the way up to the trade deadline, was, is he going to be on the move? Where is he going to go? Hmm. Like People were betting money that he was going to be going.
2: Yeah, I and mean, if you look at the lineup, I'm probably not putting Brady Shea
4: at the top of my list of players to get right. traded. And then they go the ahead Crider. and re-sign Kreider. Yeah. They look like they're staying pat because they weren't that far behind the playoffs. Yeah, They're only, what, six or eight points? At the time, and they just go ahead and trade Shea. And you know that was—I didn't see that one coming. To you,
2: be you almost have to overpay for a defenseman in a lot of trades. Yeah, we got a first first round pick. And then you look, Tampa paid a first round pick for Goudreau, Barclay Goudreau. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Like, no offense to Goudreau, but I think Brady Shea is is the better, well rounded player and more valuable just based on the fact that he's a defenseman. So. Uh, I think long-term, this this trade probably works out on both sides. Obviously, we don't don't know who that pick's going to be. It's hard to say pick a winner or a loser here. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, if Carolina's going to go and get Brady Shea, they're pretty serious. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, good on them. I'm disappointed that Brady Shea didn't work out with the Rangers, though. Like, I expected him to be long-term. Right. But, anyways, yeah. Want to talk some injuries? Yeah, since we just talked about Kreider, let's... Yeah. (sighs) speaking. I don't know the full story. I just know that he apparently broke his foot and is going to be out he's done the rest of like how disappointing would that be to sign the dream contract that he's wanted forever and the team that he wanted to <sighs> play on, the team that he's already been playing on what happens the next game you play you break your foot unbelievable all that money gone like <laughs> it's it's crazy um i'm sure we'll know more about his mm-hmm. injury specifics as the weeks go on and stuff and it's pretty fresh right now. I don't know if he needs yeah. surgery. Like maybe that information has been released. We've been pretty busy all day, so apologize if we don't have all the up-to-date information. But uh, and then the Stamkos, big one, announced uh, me six to eight weeks surgery. Yeah, what happens in six to eight weeks? Interesting. I mean, that's early May. The playoffs are already underway, so I mean, he could potentially. Be there for the first round if it's six weeks, but if it's eight weeks, and Tampa goes out in the first round,
0: that uh, would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> We've well, seen a lot of injuries that have been projected to be a certain time, and the players have come back well Shay before. Weber yeah. Shay yeah. Weber was unbelievable. That's I don't even crazy. understand. <laughs> I think
2: he. I think the Montreal Canadiens
0: trolled the media. It's like you need to get some bed rest, and he just got up and put his skates on and started playing hockey back. again. It's like I'm uh,
2: not doing okay. that. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel. I don't want
0: Tampa to win because I.
2: J- I
1: think really they can like get along without him. Oh, all.
2: absolutely. I feel bad for Tampa, though, because he's had. He broke his ankle. Did
4: he do something to his knee or something, too? The like, one that he broke in Boston. Remember that one? Yes. 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 Uh, whatever bone that was.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right the Didn't right he have there. a high ankle sprain or some other long term, naggy thing? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's been. He's had some serious injuries.
2: Yeah. Uh, but, I mean. It's the worst worst time of year. Yeah. Like if this is in the first 6 or 8 weeks of the season, not a big deal.
0: Yeah. Like Yeah, this is the stretch. Yeah, this is the... And Tampa's rolling well they they are rolling but they have lost a couple lately too. Yeah. Andy's I mean, if and it's arc- an average player
2: on the team, fine. This is Stephen Samkos. Now
4: like, the article we read just said core muscle. Core so muscle. So that could be leg Torso,
0: upper body. We
4: don't know. I thought he broke.
0: It. Oh, yes. Sorry, I was looking at the like writer. Yep. It's. Do you think hockey players target those parts if they know that's the injury oh, on the player? For sure, they yeah. do. I <laughs> think especially in the playoffs. That's why a lot of teams hide their injuries <laughs> like when. Like in, in basketball, they it's tell terrible. you exactly what's wrong. Mm. Like this, he pulled this, 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 and this. He's got yeah. a broken nail. He'll be yep. out for two weeks. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. That's all the injuries. That's all the fresh injuries that I know about.
0: I thought it was kind of interesting too that. Because Stamkos has had a lot of injury history, but that that last year before he went to his free agency, when a lot of people yeah. thought he was going to go to Toronto, he was betting on himself not to get hurt because so, he didn't re-sign with Tampa, yeah. which was a huge risk to him. That's a big risk. But especially with that injury history. So
1: Yeah,
2: it's pretty crazy. Uh, if we can move on from that, I just want to look at the standings really quickly. Sure. Now, obviously, we're filming this as games are going on, so these yeah. standings will have changed by the time you listen to this. I realize that. But I just want to point out how close some of these races are. So in the East, the third place Pittsburgh Penguins have eighty in the Metro, and then you got the Island at seventy-eight in the first wild card. Columbus with seventy-six, Carolina with seventy-four, the Rangers with seventy-four, Florida with seventy-two. It's it's unbelievable how close the East. And if we go over to the West, um, it's just it's crazy. So Calgary's in the first wild card spot with. Seventy three. If you go up from then, you get Edmonton at seventy four, Vancouver at seventy four. Below Calgary in the second one, second wild card spot is Nashville with seventy two, Winnipeg with seventy two, Minnesota with seventy one, Arizona with seventy. Do you remember it's a conference amazing. ever being that close? Not both. Not both at the same time. It's unbelievable. I don't remember both ever being this close at this point of the year. It's. I mean, as hockey fans. This is best. best This is why the
0: three-point game exists to make this situation happen. Correct,
3: and I hate it. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Hate it. I do too. I I I agree. Actually, I like a three-point win, two-point overtime win, one-point overtime loss, no shootouts. How many is Florida
0: behind Toronto again? I believe four. Do you find it weird that Florida gave players away? When they're right in the thick of things, I never, I didn't, I don't know why that road check thing went down. I'm, it's it, unbelievable. You're, you're right there, salary. and it's Toronto. Like Toronto is throwing games like that; they should uh, be winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've won two, since. but I mean, F- Florida's doing the same. Like it's, it's for the taking right there, and just nobody's grabbing it. Like it's unbelievable. I don't understand. Hmm. <laughs> Excuse me.
2: Um, the Rangers have been playing so well lately eight and two eight two and zero. They lost recently to the Islanders, but I mean, in two points, the Rangers are tied with Columbus and still have a game in hand. Yeah, like New York has gone from, I wonder what pick they're going to get in the lottery. To damn, this is Columbus of last year. They might sneak in to get yeah. the first wild card spot, and mm-hmm. if they get in, and if they face, it doesn't really matter who they face when a team's hot and they get in the playoffs. That's right, man, look out.
4: And so. This is now without Shisterkin in net.
2: Yeah. So, so, um, like I these like care like these hot teams, like the Rangers, uh, even Carolina, obviously Tampa, Philadelphia's been playing so well lately. Like these teams you have to worry about. And obviously you need to worry about the the Washington and stuff, but I would rather play a Washington who's playing average than a Rangers or a Carolina or someone else on a streak
4: coming into the playoffs. Like,
0: not me, what about you? Man, Washington I, Washington has Boston's
4: Personally, phenomenal. I don't think Boston would be where they are. Without those points in overtime, they have currently set at 12 still, yeah, right? That's that's unbelievable. That's a lot of points that we could have just lost. Mm-hmm. Columbus has 14. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I wouldn't want to play a Washington scares it's a me. bubble team.
0: Yeah, hmm. the old man likes the Leafs matchup. <laughs> He he has he, he has it? he has one hundred percent confidence he thinks the Leafs can not touch Boston. Really? He thinks the Boston's in their head. And I'm just like, man, all Freddie Anderson has to do is stand on his head and you get that offensive going and they're gonna score goals. Yeah.
2: Hmm. What position do you think Philadelphia is in the league?
4: Overall? I believe Overall. I
0: would believe they're second in the division. <clears throat>
4: I'm gonna uh, say eighteenth. And that's without even looking.
3: Philadelphia?
0: Philadelphia.
4: In, oh, the, in the
3: league. In the league. In the league. Oh!
0: I'm gonna say higher than that. 10th. Uh, Total guess. I have no uh, idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> come to me. I'm gonna. Okay, over under 10. I'm gonna take the over under 10. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say above 10. Okay, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say eight or nine. Eight or nine? Okay. Maybe that's too bold. I don't know.
2: The Philadelphia Flyers, as we are filming this, are sixth. Bam, chill. Wow. That's
0: sixth. unbelievable.
2: They are two points wow. behind Colorado. I'm Where okay did they with, come from?
0: Listen, I'm okay with that.
2: They are quietly winning, and they're so good at home. If they can get home ice and play a Pittsburgh or whatever in that first round, I mean, I'm They were I'm just out of the playoffs
4: not that long ago, weren't they? They were what, sorry? Just outside the playoffs, not that long ago, were they?
2: Oh yeah. Like they they're just they've always kind of been in that bubble area, but not really doing a whole lot. And now they're just quietly winning.
0: <laughs> they've only lost five games at home. They're unbelievable
2: yeah. at home. Carter Hart is awesome at home. Um I credit Gritty. One of the best home teams. So <laughs> Okay, speaking of gritty, I want to talk about Gritty. Who, was mean? it you
0: that told me about this yesterday? The gritty and the men in black? Yeah. So he's got Gritty has his own men in black people. The squad? Yeah, yeah. like. They stand there with their sunglasses on and their suits, just like the men in black guys do. guards. The coaster, and they're just inanimate. They're just... He's there jumping like a fool on the <clears> glass. <throat> those guys are just statues. That's What's amazing. up with that? Probably because so he doesn't assault someone else or get claimed to. Okay, here's my question. So, were those guards there before that happened? Yes. So, they were always
4: there. Because I met Gritty back in November, and this was way before that happened. So, how did that, <laughs> and they were there. So, how
0: did that allegedly happen if those guards are there?
4: That's true. I, I think it's a ruse. I don't think they're actual guards... I think it's just. I think they're there. Just, just part of the show. Do you think they're yeah. characters too? I think they're characters. That's unbelievable. They, they That's assist have in throwing stuff at the fans, and they'll That's give him like the gun to
0: shoot. Speaking yeah. of, we got trolled. I, this is getting way off topic. <laughs> Did you know who was the guy that took the slap shot in the All Star game? The older guy, Al McCannis. Do you know his shot was actually not a hundred? That was fake, and but, we bought into that. We were like the only people around that know that it was only like seventy something. What do you mean? They faked his number. Why the one hundred point two or whatever? What? Not real. What do you mean it's not real? Everyone's talking about that. What? My like, oh, he still got it. Yeah. And not even close to 100. That was a legit fake thing. Did it they they on that purpose? Up. It was on
3: purpose. How do we know that? It
0: was pre planned. It was online.
3: <laughs> oh, it and, must be And everyone true. in the
0: comments is like, I can't believe people actually fell for it. I was like, <laughs> holy crap, Neil and I actually talked about it in a video and we thought it was real. <laughs> and they're like, if you actually look at the shot, it doesn't look like it's going 100 miles an hour. And I'm like, I guess you got a point, but. You know, I just looked at the clock. Why would they even do that though? So now I have trust issues with that clock or that that number. Like in <laughs> so in the in that what was it the was it the Junior League that guy hit 109 miles an hour, the new hardest shot. Yeah. How do I know that's oh, real? Oh yeah, that's true. That's weak. So anyway, I just want to let you know that we've been trolled, and we fell for it, and we yeah. didn't know.
3: <laughs> I want two machines trolled by the league itself. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was like, everyone's
0: like, I can't believe people didn't know that was fake. I was like, what? What was fake? That was fake. <laughs> It's like, we did a video <laughs> talking about that.
2: I am not happy about this, but I will forgive because Al McEnnis is from Cape Breton.
1: so
0: <laughs> Shout out Maritimes. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Blank Canada. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, okay, so we've been going about 45 minutes or so, I think. yet yeah, Um. Minutes. Let's talk real quick about the marathon video sessions we did today because it's been a long day. Right. So I think in the last podcast,
2: I, I mentioned that we were going to do a... A pretty big series. A series, a March Madness Ultimate Hockey Logo yeah. series. I picked... 128 teams from 33 leagues around the world. I picked the, the the best four logos from each of these leagues that I thought, personal sub- subjectivity here, and then we I randomized them to get the matchups in the first round. and So there's four brackets of 32, and every single bracket got its own video. And we had to come to a conclusion together of which logos moved on and which ones didn't.
0: Some of them were fast. Some of them we
2: had to yeah. fight over. Debate. And and yeah, and trying to swing, yeah, swing some decisions. But, anyways, we filmed all of that today. It's completely done. We know who the winner is. There are five videos. Well, technically six. I haven't filmed the intro video yet, but you'll see an intro video. Video. You'll see, uh, the four videos that we've
0: filmed. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this on audio, go on <sighs> to the post to post productions channel. Right, the post to post productions channel, and it will be there, and it will be a series, like I said, of five or six videos. Yeah. Uh, intro video the four series videos or bracket videos
2: and then the final video which is us discussing Mm -hmm. the four logos that made it uh the four winners from each bracket and we decide the actual number one winner so all these videos will be releasing starting in march which is today as you're watching or listening to this Mm -hmm. so if you're not subscribed to the post to post podcast channel and you want to see what we think is the best logo in professional sports or um, professional hockey Please go watch that series, and it's a lot of fun because there's some laughs and there's some bloopers and stuff. And I'm going to be working on. A we're going to be reel. cutting out a lot of the bloopers, a blooper <laughs> yeah. reel, but we're going to leave some in as well. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think it's just a really enjoyable, fun, lighthearted series, and I think a lot of people are going to like it. And we had a lot of fun doing it, just in general. Even if no one was watching, we still probably might have done something like that just and for you know, fun, so. easily. Yeah. yeah, we had a great time doing it, but we are exhausted. We spent the entire day getting ready for it. I probably. We were up up late last night. I did so much research for it. I mean, I had to go to every single league, look at all the logos, decide, make the decision, download the logos, and then just... Come up with the brackets. Design the brackets in Photoshop, naming of files, figure out how we're going to put on the TV. It's (laughs) it's a lot of work. We had a
4: long drive ahead of us yesterday, so we were
0: already pooped by the time we got here. Yes. Yeah, that's right. It's a busy day. (laughs) And in one of the videos, the first one, second one, first one, (laughs) first one, second one, third one, fourth one. I didn't get the logos lined up right. So we did our whole take (laughs) on the second level of bracket. And then I realized, wait a minute, that wasn't the right logos going against each other. We got to do that again, boys. Yeah, we spent like 10 minutes. So it was a 10 minute first run through. Second round through was about three. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because we're like, all right, let's get this over with. Whoops.
2: Some mistakes were made, but. Mistakes, bloopers.
0: So anyway, if you like rankings, if you like looking at logos, which 128 logos, you're probably going to see something you've never seen before. Yep. Um, Brackets. Um, it's something you can fall along with and have your own winner. I think there's a lot for everybody in there, and yeah. it is a series, so it's something you can kind of just look at over time. Should be pretty fun for most people. Yeah, I and
2: I think there's like a lot of this content that I make or we make. It's a lot of it's you watch once and you're kind of done with it. I think a series like this has some re- rewatchability. That's not a word, but do you know what I mean. Like you can a yep. year later, you can kind of go back and kind of watch it again and forget about parts because it's a series where. He, the four main videos are close to probably close to an hour each.
4: Or you know, I still or go back and rewatch the Goldhorn video. Some of
2: those videos <laughs> do have rewatch. <laughs> I think yeah. this series will. So yeah, that's what I'm excited for as well. Still
0: a lot of work to come, though. I mean, yeah, it's I just mean, raw yeah, footage right now that has to be. The editing up yeah. is going to be. <laughs> it's, it's going to be ridiculous. a little
2: ridiculous. So I don't know the frequency that I'm going to release these videos. I'm hoping at least every second day. But I, I I don't want to commit to anything because mm-hmm. I don't know the process. It of, might
0: take longer than you
2: think. It's gonna. It might take me eight hours to do every. Like, the first one, one is gonna
0: take do. the longest, and then
2: hopefully you can template that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I ask for your patience, but I thank you for subscribing, and if you are excited for it, then I appreciate that. So.
0: Yeah, that's really that's all I got. Yeah, I think well, this one is definitely like a lot of times we'll say this is gonna be an early one. This is actually an early one, although we are around fifty minutes 50 almost. Minutes. Um. It's yeah. getting later and Brent has to get up and go home early in the morning. That's why we're doing it tonight. So we mm. will Thank close you. this down now. Yep. But it was nice to have a roundtable going. Um, and like I said, when the, when that series of videos comes out, you're going to get all kinds of the four of us. So You're going to have this 45, <laughs> 50 minutes plus yep. two and a half, three hours, who knows, of us in that other video. So absolutely. Um, next week we'll have the, the podcast back to normal with a bunch of notes and stuff written now. It's, just, it's yep. like today was a busy day and we were meeting with Joey yesterday and just yep. been a lot going on this week. It's been a lot of fun. And uh yeah, this will be the very first video uploaded to the new YouTube channel. So, oh yeah, boy! Cool
2: and this is the first video where our new set has ex- had four people in it. And just before we go, I think that's five. Yeah, five. yeah, we do
0: have a Gary Bettman up in behind. <laughs> yeah. We have we have some shelves hung up. We have a couple jerseys hung up. We're going to have two more jerseys hung up by next week, I believe. Yeah, we do have our new. Uh, I think I think I'm there. standing black, in front it? of it. Yep. Our plaque is up with the people who help support this desk. Um, Obviously, you can't see that as well when we have four people on camera because it's not as tight as it normally is. But you'll see that next week. Mm. Um, But, yeah, just thank you, everybody, for the support and for listening and looking
2: forward to... Good stuff. Before we go, I just want to get your guys' opinion. So this is the first time you guys would have seen this set. What were your thoughts on it when you first saw it? Was it bigger? Is it smaller? Was the the desk further or closer to the wall?
0: Probably... Probably not as interesting as seeing the first desk he had in PEI, right? Yes,
4: it was very (laughs) surreal. Because that that was your first time seeing anything like this. I had been watching Neil for probably, what, two years? Two years, yeah. And I made the trip to PEI last summer, saw the the old studio, and it was very, very surreal. I was like, man, (laughs) I'm actually here right now? (laughs) But I'd say, now that I have some experience, I came down Mm -hmm. here and said, oh, this is awesome. Cool setup. You guys did a great job. Do you think that, uh, like if you were gonna give us any suggestions of
2: things that we could add now that you've been here what do you think that we could do to improve it uh, i don't want to put you on the spot but no, you, know. to, you don't have to answer but if you have anything on top of mind
0: let me know because we will, we want to improve so there's little things we definitely know we need to do like oh, yeah, two well, more one more light in the back corner possibly yeah, yeah the back like soft dark. light or something yep. um we do have two new lights up above if I was sitting in Joey's seat, I'd give you a demo. But sometimes they blink, so we have to figure out why that's doing that. We yeah. have another two lights to do, so it'll we'll add some color to the desk. Where's the on switch on right? uh, It's complicated. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not. You gotta, you gotta you gotta click, click buttons and move <laughs> sliders. So yeah, it's very. Go strange. to one twenty seven. <laughs> yeah. So um, we have two more
2: lights to install other than the ones that are up there. So there's just a lot of little things to do. Yeah. Um. Any suggestions from you or any was it, first first impressions or?
3: Well, I I really like what you've done with it. Um. I thought it was about the right size. My in my mind though, having been here before for other videos we've done, up mm-hmm. against this wall with yeah. green screen, uh, I just it pictured in my mind that this corner was actually in a different corner yeah. of, <laughs> of the room.
0: Neil took and, him down last night, started to interrupt, but he's just like, "This is in the wrong corner. It should be in that <laughs> corner." Move That's it. all I so move it over and over said, there. Joy this is in the wrong corner. <laughs> yeah. That's all you could hear. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh, because it, it needed to fit with my my imagination of what it would be like. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really like what you've done with it. I, I think the, the, the brick background and the shelves and the jerseys hanging there and Gary, um, it's awesome. Something I like, would like to see sometime is like a score clock or something hanging down behind. That'd be awesome. That'd be bro. Yeah, a score clock be. with maybe a timer on it, just so the viewers, if you're doing the podcast, you have the score clock winding away in the background. They can almost look at their own time stamp, you know, mm-hmm. and without you having to provide a lot of that stuff. You could just look at it yourselves and just say, oh, okay, that's when we started talking intense. about whatever. Something like that would be cool. You could probably find something. All right. Yeah. Or every time guess. you screw up, I get a point. Every time I screw up, you get a point. Yeah, shots on gold. Yeah. 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 But I, right. I really like what you've done. and The, the, the technology that you've brought here, the, these two guys, I don't know what they would have done in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> because before they invented all these USB, remote control, programmable lights and stuff, uh, the, I don't know. I think you guys would have been just run ra- ragged. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, but uh, the, you have so many dang gadgets in here. It's just amazing. <laughs>
4: There's a lot that goes behind this production. Oh, wow. And yeah. now that I see it firsthand, it's. I would tell you right amazing.
3: now,
0: having yeah. four people on this desk, way better than four people on that oh desk. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> we were sitting shoulder to shoulder, and
2: it didn't look that like close on camera, but in person. Like cool. there's there's
0: a video where i'm laughing over the periscope and i'm literally touching justin's <laughs> shoulder and i'm literally like <laughs> shaking so he's just like what's going on over here like, yeah. yeah all yeah. right
2: well thanks guys for joining i appreciate
3: it thanks for having yes. us for having us yes. it's great to be here for the 100th anniversary or not one, well i guess the 100th uh, anniversary yeah. podcast so yeah it's great to be here
2: absolutely I'm
0: hoping for 100 more mm. yes 80 of them was youtube yeah just us <laughs> yeah. I started and ended the, the centennial.
2: Well, you started and, and then... Ended you left. And then yeah, started and started you left. Began.
0: Yeah, kind of, I guess. Yeah. All right, Jason, take it away. No, nope, that's, that's your job. Heck no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, audio listeners, love you guys. Just keep following like you do. If you're on YouTube and you're obviously watching this on the new channel, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, we are trying to grow this channel and the Post to Post Productions channel. Um, Like I said, Joey, thank you for coming. Brent, thank you for coming. Yes, sir. And we will see you guys in episode 101 next week.